the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. Love Never Fails. Inviting you to join in the fight for love. There are millions of people who are trapped in modern day slavery. Take a stand to do something against this injustice. Join the fight against human trafficking. If you truly love, set the captives captives free. free. Each week, this program sheds light on the needs of vulnerable people in our community who are impacted by human trafficking, homelessness, addiction, and abuse, and celebrates the work of those who are meeting them right where they are and expressing to them that they are precious, valued, and loved. Our goal is to see this radio audience move to compassion demonstrated in acts of service, generosity, and gifts of time. Give up a chance. Give up your heart. Love never fails. Now here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell. Thanks and welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. We are in the studio today with Jalen Seawright, who is a pastor, a community activist, and justice advocate. He and his wife, Kiana, uh, are residing in the Detroit area with their two beautiful daughters, Carrington and Cadence. And Jalen is an experienced musician, a worship leader who has spent most of his life serving churches in in Michigan, um, in Michigan's urban core. And he continues to work in the music arena and leading worship for various churches in the metro Detroit region, spending most of his time uh, not only working, uh, you know, and worshiping as a worship leader, but also healing the racial and cultural divides in our world. And most recently has founded his own nonprofit called WE, W-E, you heard it, WE. We is currently developing a story that uh, is, is a story-based content and curriculum for reconciliation and equity training. And so um, we're so excited to have you on the show, Pastor Jalen, and um, and just grateful to be able to hear more about this new initiative, We, that you have that you have launched. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm I'm excited to be here. Uh, I'm excited to be a yeah, part of anything with Love Never Fails. Uh, it's uh, it's only been a few months since I've been introduced to Love Never Fails, but uh, just since then I've fallen in love with the vision and the mission, and I'm honored just to uh, even be able to have this conversation with you all today. Oh, yes. Woo-hoo. Well, you know, there's I, I just think that big things are coming and I'm so excited uh, to have to have the Cali Detroit connection. And yeah. um, and of course, through uh, we were connected, we, be, we became connected through Pastor Clint of Easttown. Woo-hoop. And I want to yeah. give him a shout out and, and thank him and Michael, who have um, just uh, introduced me to such amazing people over the years. Um, so, Jalen, you know, I want to talk about you and and Kiana and the wonderful things that you've been doing there in Detroit uh, and it, to bring worship, to bring cultural and racial relevance and disseminate that divide. Right. That when you and I were yeah. talking, you said that, you know, it's it's very prominent in Detroit and it's not um, something that. Um, that, you know, maybe in, in, in California, we certainly experience it, but it's even much more prominent there in Detroit. And so I want to talk a little bit about, you know, how it's been for you as a worship leader, as a, as a person of color living there in Detroit and, you know, representing God and yet experiencing some of these racial tensions and difficulties. Maybe you could share a little bit with us. Yeah, you know, I think to give some context uh, before I dive into that, just answering your question uh, right away, it's to uh, kind of give a peek into how I grew up. So I grew up in a traditional African-American church. My father is a pastor uh, and a very accomplished musician. And uh, growing up, I watched him. I, I wanted to beat my dad. You know, he still is my biggest hero. 
Um, and just because everything that he set out to do, he did well. He did it very well. And so I picked up music really quickly and uh, I started playing in, in different black churches and sister churches with the church I grew up in and, and then eventually started playing for other churches and things like that. But when I got good enough uh, as a musician, um, I started to be able to break through certain barriers because of my talent and my giftedness. So my parents moved uh, from a city called Pontiac. That's where I was raised, uh, which is predominantly African-American. And then moved uh, in my high school years out to Oxford, uh, which is a small town, uh, rural town north of Detroit. Uh, and it's predominantly white. And so it was culture shock for me there. Uh, I went there and I was like one of six African-Americans at the time I entered into that school system. And that is my first, that was my first encounter with um, what I would say full-fledged, unapologetic racism. Mm. And, um, and it was because I was in an environment where kids spew whatever they hear at the dinner table just like as they're being developed and things like that, you hear what the family thinks out of the mouth of the kids. And so they'd come to school using the same language and the same conversation, having the same conversations that they would have at the dinner table in regards to what they thought about African-Americans. And so um, it was at that point in my life where I realized I had to make a decision. Either I could be really angry about the way some people view the color of my skin, or I can leverage all of my giftedness to spin another narrative to make everything they say about people like me in my skin a lot. And mm, so uh, that was where I first started to realize how to bring together my giftedness in music um, with the color of my skin and the places that I'm at. And so uh, I ended up coming on staff a number of years later after I got married to my beautiful wife, Kiana, who is from Flint. And, uh, you know, just as a preface, uh, most people, when they think of Flint, they automatically think of the water crisis. The water. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The, the water is not fully repaired at all. So keep praying oh, and, and yeah. keep supporting Flint, definitely. Um, but yeah, met my wife and then uh, we were married. And um, I ended up coming on staff at a church called Kensington, which is one of the biggest churches here uh, in the Midwest. Uh, and it's predominantly white evangelical church. And um and that is right there where I got thrown into this idea of me leveraging my talent, but not really being able to fully share who I am as an African-American male. And so uh, my story and I had a, a, an amazing leader and boss and pastor there um, who created a way for me to to find new ways and avenues to speak into this issue of uh, racial tension and and the, the need and the necessity of reconciliation by leveraging my identity and my gifts. So uh, I stepped in that conversation and that's where I really felt the burn to start using empathy in order to step into these conversations, to be able to share a story from a different perspective where you get outside of just what a person does. So for me, I do music, you know, where you can see past the music and see me, Jalen Seawright, as a black American male, you know, living trying to be sold out and on fire for Christ, but also being able to see yourself in my shoes. It's, it's, a difficult, it's a difficult journey, but that's what I've been committed to. Both my wife and I have been committed to over this past year and why we founded We. Wow. I absolutely love this. And, you know, as you and I, as you, you and I talked, um, I've launched a, Love Never Fails has launched a curriculum called Racial Equity, Diversity and Inclusion Ready and it's for uh, originally it was created for corporations um, because we were equipping and we still are equipping uh, underserved, under-resourced, diverse candidates for careers in IT. And we found that when individuals were going to those, um, you know, corporate spaces, they were um, not always met with the best welcome or the best experience, maybe not maliciously, but just because people were not understanding, didn't have that empathy and didn't know how to meet them where they were. And so we developed the curriculum uh, to, to increase the organizational empathy and to also help organizations become aware of their organizational biases. And, um, and, and, you know, and it, it it's incredible because we actually ended up delivering the curriculum. We're, we're delivering it to corporations 
but we're now delivering it to churches. And, um, and so when you told me you were doing we, and you're also focusing on this sort of empathy piece and people just kind of really seeing you, your humanity, right? Who you are, like you said, Mm -hmm. a black man who happens to also love to worship the Lord, but you know, accepting and appreciating and wondering about and inquiring about all of you is so, 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 so great. And, and so, um, yeah, I just wanted to kind of start touching in on what, you know, what makes you tick? Why are you doing this? Why are you here? And so, okay, we're going to, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and talk some more about we, I want everybody to know what we entails, how you came up with the name, um, and, you know, and where you're at in terms of rolling it out. So we'll be right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with Pastor Jalen Seawright, who is a community activist and justice advocate. Um, as was we said in the last segment, he is taking on a new initiative. It is called WE. And it is developing story-based content and curriculum for reconciliation and equity. And he he and his wife, Kiana, have been just taking on this issue of racial and cultural divide in our world and and looking to bring more unity and more more love, more more joy and more more um, togetherness uh, across different people groups, across different uh, different or uh, even different states. And so we are learning about um, this new initiative that uh, he that Jalen is launching called We. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. So tell us more. You, you shared a little bit about We. Uh, tell us what it's about. And, um, you know, of course, uh, why you created it once again and then you know how does it work and where where are you starting off in your journey yeah so we is relatively new you know we are still in the very uh beginning stages of uh writing it and putting it together but you kind of hit on this a little bit earlier uh Vanessa, when you uh, had mentioned about Detroit and, and the difference uh, uh, than it is from even places like the West. And so what I've noticed in the West, and I'm definitely not going to uh, uh, act as if I am some expert on the things that happen on the West. But what I've learned is, is that a lot of the divides are based in socioeconomic issues and the Midwest, where I'm from, the especially Detroit area, it is still very much segregated racially. You can be in the same county and have a county that is 98% white, and then you can go not even five minutes away and be in a place that's 97% black. And so mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's just different. And uh, it's, it's just a different context. So uh, when I found it, we, the whole idea was I realized that, wow, I am just one perspective in the American story. I am a young millennial African-American male. I said, just in my own you know, race, there are so many different perspectives. You could be a young millennial African-American woman. You can be a 
boomer, African-American, male, you, all these different kinds of things. So I found it we to basically say, how can I gather as many different perspectives as I possibly can and bring them to the table, uh, whether it be race, gender, uh, cultural background, traumatic experiences, whatever. And how do I bring them to the table to create a curriculum that speaks to the whole America as best as I can? How do I allow people from different sects uh, and parts of culture to intersect with each other's story who normally wouldn't? So that's the whole goal of we is we're we're doing story based, empathy based uh, curriculum. That's what we're writing. So it starts with stories and things that pull at your heartstrings, things that expose different groups of people to things they never would have been exposed to beforehand through video content. And then we move into educating. So we answer the question, why are these stories even possible? So why are these things happening in places like the city? So, for example, for me, why is there so much trauma happening in the city of Detroit with children? Why are, is there so much gun, gun violence? Why is there so much depravity uh, and scarcity in the city? Uh, and because these things just didn't happen. I always like to say when it comes to the inner city, it's not that just a bunch of minorities got together and said, we want to be broke and live together. Something mm-hmm. happened to get us right. there. And mm-hmm. so what happened is, is then we step into education in the next part. So we move from empathy through story to education. Why are we where we are? And then after that, we, the last step is connection. How can you leverage the gifts that God has given you and the resources you have, whether they be monetary or whether they be uh, tools and gifts in your hand that the Lord has equipped you with? And how do you step into furthering and using them to serve all of humanity? That's the whole goal of week. Mm, I love it. Love it. Love it. You know, I was just thinking, so part of uh, uh, the program that we're doing is we actually look at um, some video content and we ask people in the room to talk about that content. And I just wonder, are you going to have, uh, cause I love that you're going to tell stories uh, about um, different perspectives. I, you know, I, it's, it's, it's like it's like duh, right? It's like a no-brainer to me that one black man would have a totally different experience in life than another black man. I mean, yeah, that's like yeah. like we're we're different people. Like right, just because right. we have the same uh skin tone or, you know, whatever. I mean, someone who's living in the South as a black man is gonna have a much different experience than someone who's yeah. living in Oregon as a black man. Um, and so, you, you know, there's geographical experiences, there's cultural, cultural experiences. What kind of black are you just, you know, your skin tone mm-hmm. is not the one indicate, are you African or are you, mm-hmm. you know, born in the United States or are you Cuban or are you yeah. Puerto Rican or, you, I mean, because skin is, you know, relative, it doesn't really. So what kind of experience are you having? And so. Um, are you going to have, is that kind of the idea? Just making sure I'm understanding here. Are you going to interview different folks, um, but all kind of within the African American or the black experience, or is it going to be different ethnicities? How, how do you see that working? No, I actually have a very diverse team outside of just uh, me being the founder as an African American. The story is more holistic. That's why I call it intercultural. Um, And so uh, I have a Korean American woman on my team who is focusing on telling stories uh, about the Korean American experience, the Asian American experience. I also have a a Korean American pastor, male pastor, who is from the Midwest as well. Um, I have a Caucasian American woman on my team who is focused on telling stories about women in ministry and how uh, the the trailblazing and being able to be seen as just as valid of a pastor as any male is part of her. She's also raising uh, some young, uh, some young men as well. She's got three boys. Uh, and so her thing is, is how do I create an environment and how do I raise a family that is sensitive and knowledgeable about the racial and cultural tension that is in, uh, that is in our land. Um, and so then there's me, African-American male as well. And then uh another Caucasian American man from the Bay Area uh, whose PhD is in curriculum writing. And so Mm. all of us are bringing stuff together. I have a a Latinx uh, pastor down from the uh, Atlanta area who is an advisor. Um, So we're trying to bring as many different voices to the table to influence this curriculum as possible. 
Oh, that makes me so happy. And, you know, yeah, that's so good because um, um, we need that. And so this is this is really wonderful. And it's all about um, hearing from each other. I mean, you know, and not making any assumptions about people's experience. Mm -hmm. You know, I one thing I learned and it's funny, I was just talking to a friend of mine. And um, as you as you know, and this is this subject is kind of obviously taboo in the in the church world, but this is Pride Month. And and um, and I've had a couple of my friends reach out to me to ask me for advice about um, different things related to LGBTQ plus. I guess I'm more of an expert than many people that are in other parts of the country. And so, you know, I've been like giving them advice. And one of the things that. I've been advising them is like, just, just talk to somebody, just, just be with somebody who's LGBTQ plus and you'll learn a lot. You'll find out a lot about their experience. You'll find out a lot about, you know, uh, why they feel the way they do, why they identify the way they do. Um, and, you know, and how you can love them better, you know? Yeah. And yeah. like, and so we have these other areas, right? Oh, well, I can get with that, but I can't get with that. You know, I can, you know, now, now I can try to reach into black people, but I don't know about, <laughs> I don't know if I want to reach into this group of people, you know, the Asian people or the, you know, whatever, or the poor people or the rich right. people, or, you know, I, so it's, it's really great to hear that you're reaching out to people in different states, different ethnic backgrounds, different economic status, and you're letting them tell their story. That's amazing, Jalen. I'm, I'm excited about your project. Okay, now you got me all pumped up because, well, I'll tell you, I'm going to leave everybody on a cliffhanger right now. We'll be right back, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about... Um, what some of the things that you're hoping to do in the Bay Area and in, you know, Detroit to get get started with this. And I've got an idea. So we're going to come right back. And thank you so much for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with Pastor Jalen Seawright of Detroit. Uh, and we are here talking about not only his, you know, his work leading worship for various churches, but also as a community activist and justice advocate. And so I have a, so before I, you know, cause I, I realized I kind of got right in the wee, but I think some, something needs to happen here that I didn't get to, uh, to, to touch on when you and I met initially. And that is, so you are a worship leader. Yes. 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 yes okay. Yes. So does that mean like you just sing on demand? Like, can we get can we get you to sing a couple of notes here? Because I need the listening audience to to be able to understand what we're working with. Is it you know? Can, can you get can you can you just lay a few just put a few notes out there for us? Oh uh, man, yeah, yeah. I've been, I've been singing this song all morning though, uh, so I, I'll give you a little bit of it. It's okay. falling in love with Jesus. You know that one? Ooh, yes. Oh, yeah. Falling in love with Jesus. 
falling in love with Jesus, falling in love with Jesus was the best thing I've ever, I've ever done. Yes, I knew it. (laughs) I came home and I said, honey, I told my husband, I said, I didn't get to hear Jalen sing. But I said, has one of those speaking voices where you're like, I know this this young man can blow. <laughs> it was like, you better check. You better check, honey. You better right, check. Because right. <laughs> some, sometimes it can fool you a little bit, you know? Yes, but, you know, <laughs> more important than the voice is the words that you sang. And, yes, it is the best thing that I've ever done. And praise God mm-hmm. that you are um, using your life um, to to just as an expression of gratitude to, to our Jesus about, um, you know, the ways in which you have been guided and blessed. And so, so cool. Thank you for singing for us. Yes. Um, of course. Of course. Uh, um, so, so tell me, you know, how, how do you see your worship folding into we in any way? Is there a cross connect there or are those two separate initiatives? You know, I've I've always wondered, you know, my question that I would have in my own personal prayer time, uh, probably for the past 10 years, I'd say has been, okay, God, I know what I'm passionate about and I love music and I'm, I'm good at it. And that's what I do. I play piano and all stuff like that. I love arranging bands, but I'm super passionate about connecting people. And so I was like, okay, when are they going to come together? Because music connects people, of course. I mean, it's one of the best connectors there is. You know, you go to a concert and you can see all different kinds of people in the audience. Sometimes the most diverse experiences are listening to music at somebody's concert. And, uh, and so uh, for me, I've been always wondering what that connection would be. But I think the Lord has used music to teach me um, what words can't express. You know, Mm -hmm. and so there are ways to communicate emotion and feeling that only music can do. And so uh, for me, I think that there's so much to music that expresses and explains a culture. I can show you one African-American song steeped in gospel music and you can be immediately transported in your mind to a little black church somewhere in the South, you know? And so Mm -hmm. the thing is, it's like music just has an ability to speak in a way that words can't. And, uh, and so I do think that there will be intersection. Um, I'm trying to, to pray and seek God on where that could be, how that could work, whether it's through music therapy, whether it's through um, continuing to do what I do using my gifts in diverse churches um, and things like that. But I'm still on a journey to see, okay, how is music going to play a role in this next step of my personal journey? Yeah. So that's kind of what I was seeing was uh, some kind of artistic expression because, you know, I mean, just let's just think about trauma uh, for a moment. So uh, we know that, you know, people who are experiencing Alzheimer's or people who are, you know, elderly, um, people who have um, lost brain function, even people who are on the spectrum. One of the things that's a unifying factor for them is music. It's a way that they that they are able to uh, come back to a kind of a, a certain presence that they're not able to get to through the normal sort of uh, uh, physiological channels and, you know, channels in their brain. But through music, they can come back to memories and times and places and words. And, um, and so it, it shows me the fact that this is true uh, with many different types of uh, kind of brain trauma and physical trauma is that music touches us in a different way and um, and I I just so believe at least for me I'm I'm you know I told you I I sing as well I play the bass I I dance like for me music is everything you know worshiping yeah. the Lord is everything for me um, and um, you know I I've learned to layer in some of the more academic you know cerebral stuff but like when I want to just cry when I want to just let something out when I want to just cry out to the Lord. It's going to be through song. It's going to be through worship. It's going to be through dance. And so I just wonder if, you know, as you're going on around and you're doing, you know, collecting stories, 
um, if there's opportunities to collect songs and collect art, you know, as part of that. And um, because it's a, there's such a healing element there, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's me and my God and my song. It's me and my God and my, and my dance. It's so, it's just deep anyway. So I could go on and on about it, but the, you know, I, I was just curious as a worship leader, if you had envisioned that there would be any cross connect there, because uh, I think that would be really powerful to do that. Yeah. You know, it's, it's been amazing too, because my, my gifting in music has given me a key to a lot of doors. Otherwise, I would not be able to have entered. And mm. so um, I've watched how the Lord has orchestrated things and allowed me to have relationship with churches like East Town, you know, mm-hmm. or even churches like Kensington, where I can do justice work. But the, the key that got me in the door was my musical, my musical gifting. And so in a lot of ways, I can express so much about who I am through the way that I, I present my musical identity. And so I think you're right. And I think the Lord has something there. I think you're spot on of, of, of how can we integrate music? How can we integrate art in general into mm-hmm. this reconciliation conversation? Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's, it's almost like, you know, you're telling, you're, you're capturing the stories, right? You're, yeah. then you're, then you're educating people about how it feels, right? You're doing some, ed- mm-hmm. like you said, you're going to do some training and then you, then you just worship God and get that, get the Lord to heal everybody. Exactly. <laughs> I know that's just right. do it, Lord. Just heal us. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So how did you and, and, and Clint meet? Yeah, uh, so Clinton, I so I had mentioned earlier, I was on staff um, at Kensington Church, and and that's a large church in the Midwest here in the Detroit area. And Clint was actually Clinton Michael were the lead pastors of one of our campuses, one of Kensington's okay. campuses, and we actually passed each other. So I got hired the same month that they went to plant a church out yeah. in the East Bay area. And yeah. so we've kind of known of each other and we would, I would see him when he came back to speak um, and things like that. But in the pandemic is really when we connected, when a lot of these conversations were unfolding and the trauma was being exposed. Uh, so that's how I met Clint was through these conversations and just through friendship. And then next thing you know, I came out there and I visited and, and it, it's like family. It's like we've known each other for 10 years. Awesome. Well, yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all. You know, the Lord has a way of kind of weaving Clint into uh, situations where he's always connecting with the cool folks. I just get to be <laughs> part of, you know, I, I slid on in there, but he, he's got this this uh, array of people that he connects with, which is that. Uh, you know, it's just really fun. And I love connecting with East Town and with him and, and Michael. So um, so we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. I want to talk a little bit about family um, and, you know, how is your family kind of we- woven into this? Um, the the pa- Is Kiana's passion also kind of aligned with yours? And, how, you know, what do you see as a, as a couple, as a family, as you enter into this new journey with we uh so we're going to come back and we're going to talk a little bit more about that um so so you'll want to listen in and thanks for listening to love never fails radio for more information on this program visit love never fails us.com that's love never fails us.com We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. 
Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio with Pastor Jalen Seawright, um, who is a not only a pastor, but a community activist and justice advocate. And um, I wanted to just touch on... Um, you know, the vision, did you, you and Kiana come up with this vision for we together or how did it, how did it drop on you? How did that happen? Yeah. You know, um, it was towards the end of my time, uh, on staff at Kensington and I was just a really frustrated person during that time, you know, and my wife, uh, she kind of came to me and was like, Jalen, like, all you're doing is talking about your frustration with work and just the problems with the world and how people don't ever want to see each other and things like that. And so she's, she simply asked me, what are you going to do about it? Mm. <laughs> she said, are you just going to, are you just going to mumble about it and complain or like, so, so what do you want, what are you going to do about it? And then, you know, I looked at her and said, well, I didn't think about that. I kind of was enjoying complaining, but uh, maybe I should <laughs> do something about it. Yeah. So I, I went to the drawing board and I said, what, what can I do? I literally asked the Lord, I said, help me to understand the gifts that you've given me. And I wrote them all on a whiteboard. I said, these are my gifts. Okay. I said, what do you want me to do with these gifts? How do I yeah. become part of this conversation with the gifts that I had? And I felt so clear that he said, well, it can't be based on only the gifts that you had. It will be inauthentic to what I'm asking you to do. What I'm asking you to do is create a, a story, a curriculum that involves all people. So if you want to preach that message, then you have to do it on the front end. So I started calling all my friends that I had had conversations with and I, that the Lord could lay on my heart. And I put it together. Now, Kiana is extremely passionate about the same thing uh, in her own way. She is a cosmetologist, a licensed cosmetologist here in the Detroit area. And she does hair. She loves making people feel beautiful. And uh, being a part of Kensington, which was a large, predominantly white church, there are a lot of white families there with adopted African-American children. So mm. she, her ministry has been to uh, cultivate an environment and where she can teach uh, these mothers of African-American girls or boys how to deal with and manage their hair. So mm-hmm. she started up some classes that she's doing. Uh, she's calling it Chocolate Hair Vanilla Care. And, uh, Ooh, come on. That yeah. is good. Say that yeah. again. Chocolate Hair Vanilla, vanilla Care. Yeah. Oh, and, I love that. And, and so so she's, cute. Yeah, she's, she's passionate about it. And so she's starting to dream up these classes on how to formally teach um, white parents how to manage African-American hair. Uh, this is, and, I got to tell you, so this is very important. So I'm, I'm speaking to you, Kiana, this is very important. So I'm interracial. My mom is white. Um, my dad is black. And so my mom uh, raised me a single mom and really had a hard time with my hair. I mean, it was all mm-hmm. over the place. It's very big. Okay. And she was like, what do I do with this stuff? You know? And so mm-hmm. it was like asking different people, what do you do for your kid's hair? What do you put in your hair? Her hair is, you know, tangled and and she's crying and I'm ripping through it and she's upset and and you know and then you know the do I she wants to get all these barrettes like the other girls but I don't want, you know, I don't know how to put all these little animal barrettes in her hair and you know and I, you know all the things that I back in our day day it was cute to put your daughter with the little twist with the little yarn in the hair you know um they don't i don't see any kids doing that today but um, it's coming back it's it's coming coming back back, but Mm -hmm. but it was like my mom didn't know what that was and so you know bless her she she tried her best um and even the shampoos that we were using in the house it was like she was getting swab 
and that was causing my hair to just be so dry and blown up. And then she was having me wash my hair frequently when I shouldn't be washing it that frequently because of the kind of hair. So that is so important. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, and it, it, it stressed her a little bit and it definitely made me go, you know, mom, don't touch my hair after about 10 years old. I was like, <laughs> don't even think about touching my hair. Okay. Like I, got, I got this. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a such a good service. So so tell me more. So she, she, she so she's identified that there's this gap, this need. And it, it, it aligns back to this whole charter, right, of creating these bridges. Yes, yes. And so she's passionate about it. And it really sparked because she was then being asked uh, to do these kids hair. And she says like some of her most precious moments with our two girls is spent when she's doing the hair, the conversations they have, the movies they'll watch together, because it takes a long time to do some braids and stuff. So Mm -hmm. Tiana said, what I need to do is this could be beautiful bonding moments for these parents. So I need to teach them how to do it so that they can cultivate these kinds of these kinds of moments with their kids. And so that's what moved her into wanting to do it. And then she heard the language that a lot of the parents were using. And it's, it's only ignorance. It's not hate or anything like that. But, you know, saying that your your daughter's hair is nappy is, you know, that's mm-hmm. that's cringy, you know. Mm-hmm. And so Kiana's like, hey, don't don't call, you know, don't call this girl girl, this beautiful girl's hair, you know, mm-hmm. nappy. Yeah. It's not right. nappy. It's coarse. It's a different texture. You know? Right. So she so she was like, I need to do some classes to formally give people the language and the skills to be able to make sure that they're constantly speaking life into these these girls, their children, you know, and, and calling them beautiful and not calling their hair any anything negative, as well as teaching them the skills to be able to make these kids feel beautiful. Yes. Oh, I love that. I love that. And so it's all about education. Beautiful. So I, you know, I think, um, I think this is wonderful. And the way that, you know, God is kind of bringing both of your unique gifts and abilities together to create these bridges. Wow. That is so beautiful. And um, so, so how, how can somebody um, who wants to get more involved with what you're doing with we um, reach out to you? How can they connect with you? Jalen. Yeah, uh, you could connect with me. Like I said, we have not launched officially yet. We're in the writing stages, but our website is uh, it's not live yet, but it's 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 programmed and ready. Uh, And so we're planning on launching mid July. But in the meantime, you can you can always reach out to me. I'm really active on on Instagram, which is my last name with two underscores. See right underscore underscore. Uh, you can also reach out to me through email. My email's on there as well. Um, and so, yeah, we're basically just in the stages. We're uh, raising support now and, and we're uh, getting ready. to. So that's where we're at. If you want to reach out, just you can find me on Instagram or shoot me an email. Beautiful, beautiful. OK, so there you have it. You can reach out if you if you want to. Uh, chocolate hair, vanilla care. You need to get you an appointment or something like that. You go there on Instagram. Go ahead and do that. Uh, you need some worship leading. You know, uh, go ahead and reach out. You know, I'm trying. I'm trying to get you. Trying to get you out. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, well, so we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and talk about other things going on in the community and ways you can get involved with the work that we're doing. And thank you so much for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. 
Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We, again, have spent the last hour just talking it up, chopping it up with Pastor Jalen. Thank you so much for being on the show. We really appreciate you. I'm grateful to be here. Yeah. So um, as was mentioned in the last segment, if you want to connect with Jalen, his new ministry, we um, and all of the wonderful things that he and his family are doing there in Detroit, you can do that by way of Instagram. And what is that um, account again? It's my last name, Seawright, S-E-A-W-R-I-G-H-T with two underscores. You'll find me right there or just type in Jalen Seawright into Instagram and you'll find my page. Very cool. All right. So with, there you have it. You have a, a great advocate over there for re- racial reconciliation, creating bridges, creating unity there in the Detroit area and throughout the nation. You heard it earlier. We we're talking about Atlanta. We're talking about down south and Cali and, and up north and just a, a variety of folks that are getting involved in this movement. Um, I also want to invite you out on July the 10th. We are going to have a free online workshop, Learning to Code Video Games in Python. Python scripting is hot, hot, hot. And you want to join us. It's a three-hour workshop, Saturday, July the 10th, from 10 to 1 p.m. And you can do it from Detroit. You can join us from from Hayward, from Georgia, from wherever. Join us. And you can register for that um, that, um, event at loveneverfailsus.com forward slash events. And there is a link there to register. Also want to remind you, if you are in the Bay Area, we are having our summer moving sale. As many of you know, we have um, decided to test out, we're piloting the idea of moving to an outdoor store format for our Love Never Fail store and our online store is continuing to, to run. So if you want to support us, you can go to our online store, which is store.loveneverfailsus.com. But if you want to come in person and just uh, have access to some amazing deals, uh, everything is 30 to 50 percent off. We have we have Thomasville furniture. We have couches. We have uh, appliances. We have jewelry, some real gold jewelry out there. Some real. Uh, I heard the other day that, that we had a purse out there that was a, a real Gucci purse. I don't know how that happened. It was a small one, but it was out there. I couldn't believe it. And, uh, and one of our staff members said, girl, you better you better put that one on the on the online store because it's just right out here with all the rest of the purses. So sometimes you might get lucky if you come on down. And that is uh, at our at the parking lot of New Hope, which is one of our partners there in community in Hayward. And that is two two one one zero Montgomery Street in Hayward. Cross Street is Sunset. Come on Saturdays from 1 to 7 p.m. We're out there every Saturday. Also, we are partnering with New Hope Christian Fellowship as well as Renaissance Entrepreneurship Center to do a collaborative that is called the Sunset Entrepreneurial Marketplace. And that is going to happen every last Saturday of the month. We're going to kick it off on July the 31st. And what is happening on that day is we're going to have food. We're going to have 20 tables out there. We're going to have food vendors. We're going to have people from our IT biz classes showcasing their technology solutions. Some people are going to be offering low cost tech support for things like setting up your home Wi-Fi networks or setting up your desktops or your laptops or maybe troubleshooting on your phone, something on your phone, uh, maybe setting up a printer at home. So you're going to have some of these technicians that are in our IT classes are going to be out there showcasing their skills and their abilities and their businesses. We also are going to have people out there selling their dishes. I have one young lady that makes amazing Caribbean food. She's going to be out there with her dishes. Um, Another one that makes amazing pupusas. You don't, a Salvadorian food. You don't want to miss this. And so come out on July the 31st, again, from 1 to 7 p.m., 22110 Montgomery Street in Hayward, California. Cross Street is sunset, 1 to 7 p.m., 
on Saturday the 31st. That will be happening. Um, also, uh, other things that you'll want to be aware of, if you want to make donations to the store, um, you can continue to do that. It is on Fridays from 1030 to 6 p.m. at 22580 Grand Street in Hayward also. So you can make your donations there, physical uh, donations of clothing. And we had a, a woman... Um, uh, that uh, dropped Alice. Thank you so much. Uh, who dropped off 20. Actually, I think it was more like 30 brand new shoes, high heel shoes. Boy, they were high. I mean, like maybe four inch a heel, but super cute. So if you're still rocking the heels, come on down. We got all these beautiful bling bling uh, high heel shoes that are brand new in the box, never been worn. And uh, you'll want to want to check those out. Um, also, a couple other things I want to bring to your attention. If you are a church that's in the community and you would like to be part of our church coalition, we have a church coalition. We provide quarterly, uh, sorry, biannual education and we provide monthly prayer, corporate prayer. And, um, and if you want to be a part of that, you can reach out to Tara, T-A-R-A at loveneverfailsus.com and we will send you uh, some information about how you can sign a um, a uh, pledge form uh, to be a part of what we're doing and also be part of the education and the prayer. Um, and then you can also learn more by going to our website, which is loveneverfailsus.com forward slash church dash coalition. Um, if you're interested in learning more about our racial equity, diversity and inclusion program, you can also do that on our website, which is loveneverfailsus.com forward slash ready, R-E-D-I. And lastly, if you want to just connect with us, we're in all the social media platforms. So Love Never Fails Us on social, on uh, Instagram, Love Never Fails 5 on Twitter, Love Never Fails fan page on Facebook. And then, of course, our website, which is loveneverfailsus.com. All right. I think uh, I have given you plenty to go look at, think about, participate in. And, um, you know, I just want to end our time, of course, reminding you if you need to hear it again or... Or if you have never heard it before, I want to make sure that you know that you are loved. Thanks for joining us this week on Love Never Fails Radio. We trust that you've been inspired by these stories of hope and love and that you'll accept our challenge to get involved by contacting us at loveneverfailsus.com, by liking and sharing our Facebook page, Facebook slash Love Never Fails Radio, or by making a contribution directly to Love Never Fails. This program is the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, which is a donor-supported nonprofit ministry that Vanessa founded as a way of directly impacting the lives of young people who are trapped in or at risk of becoming involved in human trafficking. This broadcast needs your involvement and support. To find out more, simply go to loveneverfailsus.com and click on the radio show link. Today's program was brought to you in part by Case Industries, as well as supporters from Faith Fellowship, New Hope Christian Fellowship, and the International Church of the Foursquare Gospel. On behalf of Vanessa and the whole team at Love Never Fails, thank you for listening, and thank you even more for committing to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Give up a chance.